At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network at VEASAN Live on the tweets. And you know how we roll. We're broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois at the Rivers Casino. And, man, we're still pretty, uh, pretty happy about what happened last night with our Warriors bets. I got to uh, give a little bit of a uh, shout out to our producer, Stephanie. I know she's a Celtics fan, so apologies, Steph. But uh, we are pretty content, at least, that we got the Warriors series bet in. And Steph Curry finally getting that finals MVP. We cash it at plus 125. So a solid night overall. We miss out on the total, but we end a great NBA betting season. Uh, Hopefully you're able to hop along on the ride at some point. But, yeah, definitely one of the best in terms of the hardwood. And, well, now we got the summer to look forward to even more so now in the dead of it with Strictly Baseball. That's no problem here because we're going to talk plenty of baseball. I got a couple games I want to touch on to begin the show. And then John Legaza over at The Athletic, you know he's always in-depth fully with betting baseball and all his analytics and what have you. So 15 minutes from now, we got John joining the show. And then we still, of course, got the Stanley Cup final. Hopefully it's kind of a... uh, deeper series so we still have some good content with hockey and we just love watching and betting the puck so Andy McNeil 30 minutes from now will give us his thought process on how to approach game two and really just 
the entirety of the series with those adjusted series prices. So that will be in 30 minutes with Beeson, senior NHL analyst. End of the show, I want to do a deep dive into National League Rookie of the Year. Now, early in the year, we invested in Seiya Suzuki when he was on his hot streak. Well, he's been injured and some things have changed. So let me offer you a few guys that could be worth a flyer at some good value right now at Bet Rivers. We'll save that for the end of the show. Let's jump into it, though, with a bet I have for tonight, a little bit closer in the future as opposed to NL Rookie of the Year. One play in baseball officially, the other I just want to take a strong look at. But let's take it out to the East Coast. Speaking of Boston, the Red Sox taking on the Cardinals at Fenway tonight. Should be a good pitching matchup. You got the old vet, Adam Wainwright, still cruising along in his MLB career, taking on Michael Waka. And Waka, this is going to be the first time actually facing his former club being the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, Waka's been doing fairly well with Boston this season. He's got a record of 4-1, and one, an ERA of 2.33, a FIP of 3.95, a BABIP of 2.13, left on base percentage of over 81%, so league average 72%, so he's above that, which is solid. Home run to fly ball ratio, 10% is average. He is at 8.3%. Got a one flat for his whip. And then a Sierra, which, yes, is concerning for sure at 4.60. But what could give you a little bit more leverage into putting stock in a walk is that at home he has pitched exceptionally well. 0.86 ERA, 217 Woba, and a FIP of 3.52 at Fenway Park. Now, the wind is going to be blowing out tonight. Fenway, they got 12-mile-per-hour winds going to about right center field, and it's a hotter day there. So that could make Waka kind of vulnerable. But what about Adam Wainwright? Could he be a guy who's liable to dishing out several runs in this outing? He's got a 5-4 and four record. Again, still doing very well for his age. 284 ERA, 351 FIP, 1.23 whip. His Sierra also a tad bit concerning at 4.30. And on the road, he has struggled a tad bit more. 313 Woba away from Bush Stadium, and then a FIP of 4.14. Now let's look at the batting splits for this game, why don't we? Uh, how does Boston fare against righties? Not too shabby. 726 OPS, 303 batting average of balls in play, 316 Woba, and a WRC plus of 103. As for St. Louis, they got a 711 OPS versus righties, 289 Babbitt, 314 Woba, and a 105 WRC+. So honestly, these are pretty neck-and-neck -neck stats, both with the pitchers and with the batting. And you give Boston the slight advantage in the bullpen statistically, so which team maybe has enough advantage to warrant a bet? Well, first things first, where did this game open? Open to pick them. All right, so what's the market telling you? Well, that they're putting a little bit more trust in Boston. At Bet Rivers, it's now up to minus 115 in favor of Boston, while you see St. Louis now at even money as the underdog. By the way, we told you the wind was blowing out. Hotter day, total open 9.5. Now it's up to 10 in the hook. A little bit of juice on the under, minus 114. I'm putting more faith in Boston in this side here. All right, you got Waka with the narrative going against his former team with a Red Sox team who has been picking it up as of late. Uh, we know St. Louis can be streaky, and I understand, trust me, we all understand here in Chicago the kind of bats they present and just how they can kill you when you think they won't. But I'm kind of waiting for Wainwright to have some sort of regression. I, I put... You know, I, I just think Waka can sustain his success despite what his Sierra is telling you a little bit longer, at least in this specific situation where he thrives at home, as opposed to Wainwright, 
on the road where he struggles. So that's why I like the Red Sox here. And if this line was like over minus 120, I probably wouldn't be playing it. I took it about minus 111 earlier in the day. Again, at Bet Rivers right now, it's minus 115. I'm sure you could probably even get a better price if you search around some other books. But yeah, wouldn't go over 120 with Boston. But I think this could be a solid opportunity to get a pretty good price on this Boston team who has, of course, been playing better at home and to get a pitcher who has been just dueling better at home. So yeah, I'm going with Boston in this game for my official play. Red Sox on the money line, minus 111. As for the other game, this one, I was actually talking about it with Mike Palm on Odds On. I was on the show a little bit earlier this afternoon, and, you know, he actually had the same approach as I did, except he actually bet it. I was just considering it, and I want to talk through it once again to see if you finally want to get there all the way because this Rangers and Tigers game is a very peculiar matchup in the sense that I don't know which person is going to outperform the other because of these splits. So you got John Gray taking the bump, and the righty this season is 1-3, bad ERA of 4.85. However, his FIP is showing you that, no, he actually should be doing better. It's at 364. And his Sierra, not bad either, 382. His whip, 1.27. Now, the issue with John Gray is the volatility for sure and his inability to perform consistently well on the road. On the road, he's got an ERA of 5.26, a 312 weighted on base average, and a 4.26 FIP on the road. The discrepancy compared to at home, it's 1.72 compared to 4.26. So yeah, he's not liking pitching away from his home park. Tariq Skubal, we bet him when they played the Pirates a couple weeks ago, and he's really the only guy you're really backing the Tigers with when he is starting. He's 5-3, 2.71 ERA, 2.29 FIP, 6.5% home run to fly ball ratio, so he's really limiting the home runs. And he's got a strikeout to walk percentage of 23.2%, which is really strong, 1.02 WHIP. 295 Sierra and at home he's got a 2.02 FIP he's been better at home but really it's not that much of a difference he's been rock solid both home and away just a little bit better at home so why wouldn't you put faith in the Tigers here we just told you Gray struggles on the road Scooball's been really just strong in both ends well it's because the Tigers offense has been uh, nothing short of abysmal against righties they are dead last in OPS 571 they're 27th in BABIP, 267, dead last in weighted on base average against righties, 256, and dead last once again in weighted runs created plus against righties, 65. Their numbers at home against righties get a little bit better, but nothing to write home about. As for the Rangers, why they may have somewhat of an advantage themselves as good as Scooball has been, the Rangers versus lefties have been strong. They got a 748 OPS for Southpaws, 269 Babip, 327 Woba, and a 116 WRC+. They've been consistent with those numbers both on the road as much as they've been at home. So which one is going to thrive over the other? Is Gray going to continue to struggle on the road? Will the Tigers' bats continue to struggle against righties? And will that counter against Gray? There's just so many of these things that I couldn't officially get over the hump to make it Danny's dime. And with Scooball too, you know, he's done very well. Last outing, not so much. And as good of an outing as he could have, again, you have to rely on this Tigers offense, which just has not been anything good whatsoever. We just told you with those splits. 
But the market is putting a lot of faith in Detroit here because they opened up minus 105. And guess what? Right now at Bet Rivers, they're minus 122. Texas opened minus a buck 15. Now they're down to plus 104. Total open seven in the hook. That's ticked up now to eight. So my, if I had to lean in terms of a side, yes, I would go with Detroit, but more so I would want to look at them in the first five. Both bullpens have been fine, but you know, maybe you don't want to give the Rangers more opportunities offensively than you need to. But aside from that, I think the total is a little bit more fascinating of an angle. Now the wind's also blowing out here. But it's not a hitter's park at Comerica. We understand this, right? I mean, it's blown out 18 miles per hour, but it is not a hitter's park. I like the approach of the first five under four and a half. Now, that's what it was at Bet Rivers when I was originally, look, uh, originally looking at it. And I didn't end up playing that because they're making you pay a premium for it. Minus 143. Now, granted, you are getting the hook. Consensus seems to be about four for the first five total. So if you're comfortable going with the four or laying that much for the four and a half under, that would probably be my top angle for this game. So Mike Palm did that. He did first five under four runs. He's been doing that with Scooble consistently, he's been saying. And yeah, I guess if there's two teams to do it in a situation, you would think despite the weather, it's a good park to have lower runs and this pitching matchup could counter one another, I think you should consider under four and a half for this game. But man, this thing's got me all over the place. So again, this is gonna be one of those games that makes it on my radar, but not an official play. But we are officially riding with the Boston Red Sox at Fenway tonight, taking them on the money line, minus 111. Don't worry, we'll have plenty more baseball coverage. Like I said, we're doing NL Rookie of the Year at the end of the show. But coming next, John Legaze is going across the board with all of his plays. I know he's got a handful of them. Always look forward to his insight. And we'll look forward to having him on next right here. It is Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And for that to be centered around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, 
Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, we are back in the mix here on Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us on this Friday evening. Time to talk a little bit more of all the action going on. The Diamond tonight, and we got to bring in the man himself, John Legaza at MLB Moving AVG, is where you can follow him on Twitter, writer over at The Athletic. John, we always appreciate you taking some time, my friend. Thank you. And, uh, well, I know you got a plethora of plays here, so we might as well jump into it. And we should begin with this Giants and Pirates game. I was close to getting involved with this game. I did not. It looks like I was going to be leaning the same way with you. So maybe you could push me over the edge and get me on the same side uh, for this San Francisco-Pittsburgh matchup tonight. It's one of the few, let's call it avenues towards edge that we have in season with pitching, now having access to Savant, Hawkeye, and all these really cool technologies. And it's really picking up on velocity, spin, and things like that. Carlos Radon, he's had some struggles this year, but last time out, a season-high fastball velocity over 97 miles an hour, exactly where you want him to be. And how was he? Well, six innings, no earned runs, and eight strikeouts against the vaunted trolley Dodgers. He's excellent. 21% K-walk on this season, a better-than-average chase rate over 36, a better-than-average in-zone contact rate. So what I'm getting at is he could force chases, but he could also beat you inside the zone, a stellar 23% hard hit rate on fan graphs, leading to a half a home run per nine. And we know the Pirates' O stinks. League-worst, 189 team batting average, bottom two across the board. If it wasn't for the Tigers, they'd be the worst team in major leagues, last 250 plate appearances. And then Thompson is just really kind of mad, just a guy 450 ERA, 136 whip, too much contact in the zone, particularly to righties, and that's where we want to be, you know, uh, looking for those giants. They, they got Longoria back, and they've got Belt back. I think this one's pretty easy. The one thing I would be telling listeners is keep an eye on the juice. I really wanted to get this as an F5 play, but it's just juice to the gills at minus 150, minus 160. So as much as I'd like to avoid bullpens, the Pittsburgh pen has been terrible. Last 22 innings posting a plus 6 ERA, plus 11% bow rate, nearly 2 home runs per 9. So I think we get with a couple of these giants, and I love the total base prop today for Jock Peterson. I don't know why it's at minus 110. He is killing right-handed pitching 1100 ops on the last 65 plate appearances just all the great numbers 16 barrel 11 blast versus right-handed fastball so i really like the giants to cover and give me jock peterson with those total base props as well yeah i really like that jock peterson angle over one and a half bases minus 110 not too bad at all you're right jock's been crushing it against yeah. the righties and thompson has not been anything uh studly to say the least and yeah. look john i think you bring up a valuable point and what i've kind of noticed as well i'm loving some of these pitching matchups the past few weeks and i want to go with a first five angle because sometimes i don't know you just don't want to trust the bullpen you don't like the price for the full game whatever it may be but the first five is really juiced that way. So what I've done a couple times now is basically the way they phrase it at Bat Rivers is the team to be leading after five innings, a.k.a., you know, half a run for the run line in the first five. Is that something you've dabbled with? Do you stay away from that? What are your thoughts on that play? One thousand percent. I'm really glad you mentioned it. It's something I've covered at the Athletic, really trying to help some novice betters that maybe have never heard of it before, being able to cash your bet 
as a tie. And I'll tell you what, it's one of the few places that you will see me pay juice because that single run in a race to 15 outs is invaluable. Now, granted, I still never go beyond minus 160, let's say, but there are times where you can get even money with the half run, and those are really fantastic bets, in particular when you have what we believe is at least a perceived pitching edge. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I'm glad to hear that. And, yeah, I think that's the that's the nice thing about having these sports books really expanding and just sports betting in general because you get different opportunities to make these wagers if you don't want to lay so yeah. much chalk. And, yeah, I think that's been a really viable strategy if you're picking your spots correctly. Uh, let's move along here, John. Let's take a look at one of the later games tonight, talking about the Padres and the Rockies. Again, another one that absolutely made my radar. And uh, it, this one's this one's tricky because, you know, you got Freeland out there and you're thinking the Rockies have the advantage at home, right? But their pitchers have not been solid. They've been kind of volatile themselves. The Padres are hot. They got Gore taking the bump, who's a front runner for NL Rookie of the Year. What are we thinking for this game? Well, for me, in Colorado, you mentioned it. The environment in Colorado is always at the fore of our analysis. That being said, the reason why the Rockies have really struggled, in my opinion at least, is the style of pitcher. So let's start on that end with Kyle Freeland. 4-4 ERA, 1-4 whip. That whip is really high, 780 OPS. And the reason is because he's a pitch-to-contact starter, and that's what hurts you in cores. People have this idea it's a home-run ballpark. It's really not. It's more of a Babbitt ballpark. So you want to be weary of high in-zone contact and high line drive rates. Exactly what you get from Freeland. Hard hit rate on StatCast over 43. A 354 expected WOBA. And that incorporates exit velocity and launch angle. That's really what you want to be looking at in cores. These amalgamated stats. He's been terrible at home. Five and a half ERA. 623 expected slug on that sinker. The Padres offense is rolling right now. Number one in doubles. Number one in runs. Top five in OPS and WRC plus last 320 all right well yeah hey we lost john there for a second but he's all over the padres in this spot and again they have been one of the hotter teams and he made a really good point too i mean about coors field not necessarily home runs but bad batting average of balls in play and this padres offense again has been lighting it up and like i was kind of just mentioning too i mean kyle freeland has not been anything good as at this point in the season and this rockies team they've been wishy-washy themselves so uh john i think we got you back on the horn my friend please finish your thoughts for that padres rockies game if you had any more to include yeah i'm sorry i won't go back over anything else the point was Look at Styles. Freeland is high contact. That's an issue in cores. Gore is not high contact. He's big swing and miss. And then he keeps the ball on the ground. And the really, you know, my favorite part here, which sounds weird, is that Gore got blown up his last time out. I know that doesn't yeah. sound like a good thing. But coming from Wall Street, we love to buy the dip. When we think a price is suppressed that shouldn't be, that's when we jump on it. One earned run in 22 innings before the blow-up. Give me the Padres. I think they just run away with this one. The Rockies have one home run in the last seven days, dead last in barrels at 2.5%. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, bad news for Colorado. <laughs> yeah. uh, I skipped over this game, John. I meant to talk about it, but this one starting at about less than 20 minutes, Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Now, the Reds got their young guy, Hunter Green, taking the bump, and it seems like the market, if they're going to bet Cincinnati, it's when he's taking the mound. He got Lauer for Milwaukee, who has not really been performing to what they need him to be doing, and we know Milwaukee's just been struggling immensely themselves. This one close to a pick for the full game. Totals at nine in the hook. What are we thinking? 
this is ex really kind of maybe it's the inverse of what I said with Rodon. Here we have an edge having the microscope out and not just looking at season-long stats. I'll give you an example. Eric Lauer, 3-3 ERA, 1-2 whip, and I'm back in the Reds out front. That's normally not what we go after, but, but, but the velo on the fastball is down more than a full tick from May 14th. And if you use that as your data point, the ERA's up at 5, the whip up at 1-5 since that point. 12% barrel, a more than two home runs per nine, and a 15% blast rate on the fastball. Flip it to the Reds' offense. They hit. Brandon Drury is killing left-handed pitching. 1,100 OPS, 476 ISO. When you hear ISO, remember, that's a metric for extra base hits, so you automatically want to be looking at those total base props. You mentioned books expanding and prices. Listen, everybody, when you're getting plus money on these base props in this kind of situation. I don't think they're going to last very long. I wouldn't be surprised by August. These are one minus 130. So give me the Res F5. Give me Drury. Maybe even Farmer. I love these bets. And Hunter Green, the other side. He was terrible to start. He's been great. Last 12 innings. Three hits. One earned. Two walks. 15 strikeouts. And no home runs. The most important thing. The fastball's up at 98. And Man, the Milwaukee offense has been really bad. Bottom five in K-rate, ground balls and ground ball double plays. Last 225 plate appearances. Give me the Reds F5. I don't know if they win this one. They get me worried at the back end. I love it. John, appreciate the insight. And, hey, by the way, I was actually in New York for the first time this past weekend. Went to oh, that yeah. Cubs-Yankees game on Sunday. Terrible for the Cubs and me as a Cubs fan repping my old Schwarber jersey. And I'm going here, and I'm like, you know, what? Are, what are the, what's this rep the Yankees fans are getting? I was sitting in the right field bleachers. I was like, you guys aren't even chirping us. And someone turns to me, he's like, there's nothing to chirp about. You guys are already getting embarrassed out there. So I was like, all right, that makes sense. But uh, it was a blast to get out there. You represent New York greatly, and we appreciate Thank you taking you, some time as always thanks so much have a great weekend man thank you you got it john legaza folks at mlb moving avg where you can follow him on twitter and he writes over at the athletic covering all things baseball love having him on the program we're going to completely switch gears here because we got game two of the stanley cup finals folks that coming up tomorrow night but andy mcneil's telling us how he's looking to bet it not only for game two but the whole series. So stick around. He's joining us next on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. And you can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. So go ahead, check out today's betting splits for every single game at vsin.com. That's vsin.com. Well, speaking of betting splits, a useful sport 
to apply it to would be betting the Stanley Cup Finals, right? We got game two to look forward to Minata, and here to help us handicap it, none other than VEASAN senior NHL analyst Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can catch him on the tweets. He's doing his write-ups every single day at VSIN.com. Andy, you've been having a great year. We love bringing you on and getting your insight for all these games. It's, uh, it's sad that we're narrowed down to just two teams, obviously, but that makes it more exciting being the Stanley Cup Final. And before we get to those lines for game two, I know you already know them, but just throwing them out there. What were some of your biggest takeaways post game one? Because when I was looking at it, as impressive as the Avalanche were, as speedy and dominant they were, I feel like you got to give a little bit of props to Tampa Bay being down a couple goals. You know, seldom are you going to get scored on with a two-man advantage. Uh, how often is that going to happen? And then there was kind of a flimsy puck that went past Vasilevsky. I kind of give them props for being able to hang in there and take it to OT. Of course, it's not the result some of us wanted, but I, I was a little impressed at least that they were uh, able to battle back. Totally, yeah. And, uh, you know, they were badly outplayed in that opening first period, but um, they 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 got they got back into the game, and I think that maybe shows a little bit of a you know lack of maturity on on Colorado's part to not keep their you know foot on their throats uh, so to speak. But um, yeah, totally, lots of credit to the Lightning. It was an uncharacteristically bad uh, first period from Vasilevsky. The first time he's allowed three goals in the opening frame uh, in his career in the playoffs. Um, so it's, uh, you know, not something you'd expect to see again. And, uh, the lightning are not typically going to be put in a, an early hole like that. Um, obviously the, 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 big debate heading into game one was the rust versus rest. Uh, and, and there was no sign of, uh, rust, uh, on that avalanche team in game one. That's for sure. But, uh, Tampa Bay, um, you know, they, they, they didn't generate enough shots, 23 shots on goal. That was their lowest shot total in a game in the playoffs. Um, you know, to just 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 not the the type of game that the Lightning are going to need to play uh, against the Avalanche. But that being said, the Avalanche um, generated 80 shot attempts, uh, and and that's going to be a pretty tough pace to keep up all, all all series, especially against the Lightning team that is very good at making uh, in series adjustments game to game. Yeah, and, and that's really what they've been so solid at doing from the first time they won the cup naturally and you know Cooper does really great at doing that you know the championship pedigree is going to come through to some capacity and you saw that when they tied that up in game one but now of course the question is what kind of adjustments can they make if at all for game two because once again we see Colorado as the favorite minus 148 as of this moment at Bet Rivers Tampa Bay plus 128 total once again at six with some slight juice to the over did you have one of those moments where you're like, all right, right after this game, I'm looking to bet this, or is it more so I'm going to let this digest and see where the market moves? Yeah, as, as far as the, the the game two money line goes, um, I, I think, you know, with with the, the market already be, being fully aware that Braden Point is going to be in the lineup again in game two, it's not a situation like in game one where he had uh, some sports books offering plus 145, plus 140, on the lightning now it's down to plus 135 and and plus 130 at a lot of shops so um i i think i think uh you know I, i'm probably if I, i'm i'm on the lightning if anything at all uh from a size perspective but if i am going to make a bet on the money line i'm going to wait uh as you know as close as i can as, uh, until game time to see if uh 
it trends in the Avalanche's direction because I would like a little bit of a better price if I'm going to back this Tampa Bay team after seeing what I, I saw in game one. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Andy. And what I also think is a really interesting angle, of course, would then be the total. And like I said, there's a little bit of juice to the over. When I was looking at game one, I, I did lean toward the over. I never got the courage to end up playing it, and then naturally it went over. But Vasilevsky had struggled, you know, a couple times in game ones, and we just know the offense that can be displayed on the side of Colorado. And with Colorado, Darcy Kemper, not the strongest goalie himself. Is this going to be a situation to where it's probably going to be right around that six to seven total? And you might need to jump on it now before it moves up to six and a half if it goes over again? Or is this just a, man, we really don't know what to expect in terms of the scoring? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it'll come down to who, which team has their way. If the Avalanche have their way, um, you know, then there, there might be a little bit more scoring. If, if Tampa Bay is able to play the type of game uh, in game two that they want to play and that, you know, limiting the, the Avalanche's high danger chances, their scoring chances in the front of the net in the slot area, uh, that's something the Lightning are definitely going to want to clean up. Uh, you know, keeping them to the, to the perimeter, uh, you know, it, it, it'll probably uh, have a big impact on the number of goals that are scored. But I think, you know, people look at the avalanche and, and see offense, but only four teams have allowed fewer goals uh, than Colorado over the past three seasons. So they're an elite defensive team as well. And uh, I think that is a, a matchup that I'm still, um, you know, expecting to, or a theme, sorry, that I'm still expecting to maybe play out in this series. Uh, where we see some, you know, more defensive style hockey play between these two teams as good as they are on offense. All right, Andy. Well, I know, Amarki, you've tapped into a lot during this postseason has been the props, and it looks like you got a couple dialed up for tomorrow. So uh, which guys are we looking to ride with? Yeah, one one that I've got locked in is uh, Val Natushian of the Avalanche. Um, he uh, Over two and a half shots on goal at minus 155. He had six shots. Uh, in game number one, he came into the postseason uh, going over two and a half shots in 18 of his last 23 games. He's done it uh, in 10 out of 15 games uh, in this postseason. And uh, according to Sport Logic, a great um, uh, outlet uh, out here in Canada, um, the the sorry, Natushkin leads the playoffs uh, in rush chances. He had five rush chances uh, in game number one. And, uh, you know, playing on a line with Gabriel Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon on the, on the top line for the Avalanche, he's going to get plenty of looks. Uh, so I'd like him to go over two and a half shots. And um, a prop that I played in game number one that won really easily, uh, it, it, it cashed in the second period, was uh, Mikhail Sergachev, lightning defenseman, over one and a half sh uh, blocked shots uh, at plus 105. Now, I'm not sure um, what that's going to be lined at. Uh, in game two, but if it's anywhere close to even money, he had four block shots uh, in in game number two and has uh, gone over that mark uh, quite a bit on the road enough where I'm I'm totally fine backing hit that prop uh, at even money. So we'll see when that's uh, that's posted. Hopefully tomorrow uh, if we can get back on that. All right, and then Andy, before we get you out of here, I know uh, you and I were talking off air and that we would mention this too because I think everybody who originally kind of liked Tampa Bay going into it is now debating, hey, do you jump in now? Do you maybe wait? What's kind of the procedure for the adjusted series price? And Tampa Bay at Bet Rivers now is plus 230. Colorado's minus 278. 
I feel like I, I might want to wait to see if Colorado does win and then get even a better price on Tampa. But then you kind of have, you know, the discussion with yourself. Well, if they're down 2-0, it's not the Rangers. It, it's a different <laughs> yeah. level of competition to try to come back against down 2-0. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's it's a very different situation and being down uh, 0-2 against the Rangers. Um, but that, you know, Darcy Kemper is a beatable goaltender, and and I think you look at the odds heading into this series. Uh, they they suggested that each team would likely win a couple of games each, uh, and that lines up with with past history. Over eight of the of the, the last ten Stanley Cup Finals have featured at least six games, and uh, we haven't seen a, a sweep in the final since 1998. Uh, when there were four consecutive sweeps from 95 to 98. So, uh, you know, I think everybody expected uh, a longer series going in, and I don't think there's any reason to, uh, you know, get off of that train of thought uh, after one game. Well, that's certainly what we're hoping for. More hockey games, more betting opportunities. That's what we're seeking, and uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. And, uh, Andy, best of luck with all your plays. Looking forward to tagging you on those props. Really like those approaches. So thank you again for uh, letting us know what you're looking forward to tomorrow. And, again, best of luck. Yeah, you too, Danny. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Andy McNeil, folks, at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. And remember, all of his content that he's writing up, vsin.com, much like JVT did with the NBA. Andy's got you covered with the puck, previewing every single game. And it's going to be happening throughout the upcoming season on a nightly basis with not only game-to-game -game standpoint, but futures and off-season notes. So a great follow for all things hockey at Digital Gambler for our guy Andy McNeil. All righty, we got one more segment here on Rush Hour before we send you on your way this weekend. Let's go back to baseball into the futures department, right? But I want to talk about NL Rookie of the Year. This is a very interesting race, and I think there's still some really good value present that hasn't adjusted yet, but might soon. So we may want to jump in on it. I'll tell you what players revolve around that next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Well, as you know, the U.S. Open is going on right now, and Bet Rivers is giving you extra reasons to tune in and play. If you log in each day of the U.S. Open, you're going to receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. 
every round a new boost is available for you to use whether it's before the round starts or while the players are already on the course terms and conditions apply seaside for details make your u.s open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing so at bet rivers so go to the bet rivers app or simply visit betrivers.com Okay, it is time for our final segment on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 We are going to steer the conversation back in the direction of Major League Baseball. Now, I gave you the play that we're riding with tonight, the single play, that being the Boston Red Sox, but I want to give you a few options or outlooks, whatever you want to call it, in terms of some of these futures plays and specifically in terms of NL Rookie of the Year. So looking at these, uh, well, first things first, I guess the reason that I kind of got interested in this market is because Christopher Morrell for the Cubs has been an absolute spark in a team that's been in just such a dark area as of late. So I was like, man, I wonder what his odds are at. By the way, they're 32 to 1, decent value. But looking at where the odds are right now, Mackenzie Gore, who will be pitching tonight at Coors Field, who just got lit up by the Rockies, is the short shot at plus 175. Then he got Nolan Gorman, 4-1, infielder for the Cardinals. Our boy Seiya Suzuki, who we took a flyer on, 3-1, very early overreaction, is now 7-1 at Bet Rivers, even as high as plus 950 at some spots. Spencer Strider, the pitcher for the Braves, at 8-1. Michael Harris Jr., he's at 12-1, outfielder for the Braves. Brendan Donovan, somehow at 25-1, outfielder for the Cardinals. Alec Thomas, outfielder for the D-backs, 25-1. And then you get our guy, Christopher Morrell, at 32-1. So I know we don't have the most time, so I'm not going to go through all the stats, but here's how I kind of categorized it. I'm starting with the guys that I'm crossing off from the list of Morrell on. I'm crossing off Alec Thomas at 25-1. His stats weren't impressive, plain and simple. And furthermore, I'm crossing out Norman, or uh, excuse me, Nolan Gorman, who is at 4-1, okay, and you're like, how could you cross him out? He's clearly one of the favorites. Well, I don't think he should be. He's played in 24 games. He's got an average of just 266, 771 OPS, 341 WOBA, 0.4 on his war, three home runs, 12 ribbies, 123 WRC+. They're fine numbers, but not enough to warrant him being that much of a short shot. So that's a no to him. All right, then I have another category. What about guys I'm concerned with slash have a lack of value to them? And the first one would be the short shot first on the list, Mackenzie Gore. Now, Mackenzie Gore's numbers are very, very strong. He is the rightful short shot right now, and he's a southpaw. He's on a great Padres team. They're on a roll. He's got a 2.50 ERA, 2.38 FIP, 2.4% home run to fly ball ratio, and he's getting over 10.5 strikeouts per nine innings. So his stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. But can he sustain this? Can he keep this momentum going throughout the long haul of a baseball season, which is incredibly tough to do so in the first place as a pitcher, let alone as a rookie, okay? And he's in the NL West. I mean, that's the, one of the toughest divisions in baseball, right? So I think at some point he's going to regress. And furthermore, plus 175 ain't worth it. So Mackenzie Gore is not going to make my list. But it wouldn't shock me if he can sustain it. Yes, he is a rightful favorite is what I'm saying. But again, not worth it. Uh, Strider, same kind of situation with the Braves. Look, he's been very solid himself. If you look at his stats, 3-2, and two, 245 ERA, 2.07 FIP, 1.05 whip. So I get it. 8-1, to one, not terrible, right, in terms of how much value you would want. He would at least need to be like 12-1 to one for me to want to be interested. 
The issue with betting these pitchers is, first of all, more often than not, position players get it as opposed to pitchers. Well, you're seeing more of these position players where pitchers, you're getting them, what, once a week? twice at most so yeah you're not getting as big of a sample size and the margin of error is so much smaller for a pitcher in this award than it would be for a regular position player so I'm crossing him out all right and honestly I'd put Suzuki on that list as well one mainly because I'm already invested in him I got him at three to one I remember we talked about it we tweeted about it a very early overreaction and we took him at three to one after he had a home run against Pittsburgh in like the second series of the year after we took it hit another one and the dude was rolling one NL rookie of the month in April and then pitchers started catching up and then he got injured now he may be coming back as early as next week I'm still hoping for the best for Suzuki and you can get him as high as nine to one or above but, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned with Suzuki right now and, again, already invested. Three guys who should be making your list for potentially a value play for NL Rookie of the Year. Brendan Donovan, 25-1. to Michael Harris at 12-1. And Christopher Morrell at 32-1. to Starting with Michael Harris Jr., 12-1 to at Bet Rivers, best number 13-1 to in Illinois. Outfielder for the Braves. He's only played 18 games. But throughout 18 games, he's racked up two homers, 11 ribbies, 328 batting average, 894 OPS, a one flat for his wins above replacement, 146 WRC plus, and a 385 WOBA. So, yeah, I think he could be a really great player, and he's on a top team in Atlanta, and his bat has been providing a huge boost for this team as of late. Not the best value, but good enough, right? Uh, the next player, let's look at Brennan Donovan uh, here. 25 to 1. Folks, he should not be 25 to 1. The outfielder for the Cardinals has played in 44 games. He's played the most out of this list. And he's got a 341 batting average, a 913 OPS, a 1.4 wins above replacement, 165 WRC plus, and a 405 weighted on base average. 20 RBIs, just one home run. But the dude has been consistent. And he's 25 to 1 right now? No, no, no. He should be a lot shorter than that. So keep him in the back of your mind. Finally, then we look at Christopher Morrell. The Cubs brought him up. He's been electric. Had that record of all the, of the streak of getting on base. Again, that bright spot and what have been dark days for the Chicago Cubs. You've seen him bring his enthusiasm, the electricity. Him and Wilson Contreras are being best buddies. He's a fan favorite, and he's been getting some recognition across the league. Heck, he just got the sacrifice fly go-ahead today to beat the Braves who were on that win streak, and he got a walk-off the other week that got him some stardom. He's got the most home runs out of these guys. He's got five up to this point, and he's a utility guy as well. He can play infield, he can play outfield, and he hits leadoff for the Cubs, so he's getting a lot of opportunities. And with kind of a crap team in Chicago, he gets lifted up in more recognition because he's doing a lot better than the rest of the team right now, aside from Wilson Contreras. But he's got 14 RBIs, seven stolen bases, uh, 20 runs total, 283 batting average, 873 OPS, 376 WOBA, 141 WRC plus, and a 1.1 WAR. So you would probably narrow it down to those three guys. And I realize Morell's not above Donovan and Harris, and I'm not trying to be biased, but it was more so that that value's not going to last for long at 32 to one. All right, because some other shops have him as low as 18 to one. So I did take a little flyer on Morell. Again, he's a utility guy. He's going to stand out in a top organization in terms of just publicity, being the Cubs, as bad as they are, you still get recognized. And if he's the top guy on that team, well, that's gonna boost his chances. And just the stats are there, and he's been doing really well. 
However, not as well as Brendan Donovan, who leads against these guys in average, OPS, WOBA, WAR, WRC+, and RBIs. So yeah, he's got the nod in all of those categories, and he too can be a utility guy infield and outfield like Morrell, and he bats at the top of the order right around that number two spot. You're giving me 25 to one with him? That seems nuts considering that MLB.com also just did a poll. They had some writers do a vote of their top rookies as of this moment. This was like two days ago. Gore was number one. Donovan was number two. Yet they're giving you a 25 to one value on him. Strider was three. Suzuki and Gorman tied for four. Morell and Harris also got one first place vote. So yeah, count me in for Donovan at 25 to one. That number should not be there. He too is on a top team in St. Louis as of this point. So he will get recognition from that. All right, so Morell for the value at 32 to one because that's just going to naturally move. Donovan, great value and a legit shot to win this based on the stats. He should be number two in these odds list right now. And then I did take a small flyer also on Harris at 13 to one. Got the best number in that spot because Harris's numbers have been really great itself. Uh, he's on a smaller sample size, so we'll see if he can keep it up. It's not the best. If I had to kind of rank it in terms of what you should play, it would obviously go Donovan, then Morrell from the value, and then Harris. But if Harris can sustain this, this guy has been on fire. Hopefully they'll move him up in the lineup. But yeah, I took some bets on those three guys. Michael Harris, 13-1. Brendan Donovan, I implore you to take him now at 25-1 while you still can. And then Christopher Morrell at 32-1 some good value in this category of NL Rookie of the Year. We'll keep going deeper into that as we progress throughout the summer months and we get a better idea and hopefully some good value still. But I thought it was worth talking now before this weekend and before maybe some of these odds alter. But that's what I'm looking at. Three guys I took a flyer on for NL Rookie of the Year. And then our bet tonight in baseball for Danny's Dime. We are going with the Boston Red Sox minus 111 on the money line. Best of luck with whatever you're playing, folks. Enjoy your weekend. And, hey, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We'll catch up once again on Monday. And until then, take care, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.